It's Wednesday, the 22nd of February, 2023. Welcome to the Fast Five by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five stories in five minutes. Let's jump into story number one. BHP has reported a 30% slide in half-year profit and will offload more of its Australian coking coal mines. Yes, the $9.5 billion profit was lower than expected and the dividend paid is well down on last year's exceptionally large payout. While the fall in profit is big, 12 months ago, the big Australian was in the middle of boom times with much higher coal and iron ore prices. As they've come back, so too has BHP's profit. Iron ore remains the company's biggest earner and export volumes, as opposed to value, were higher for the six months to the end of December. Profit margins were somewhat crimped by higher unit costs across the business. Now, the company said demand from China and India has increased confidence in its outlook and its share price ended the day down slightly to $48.34 yesterday. What it's really keen on doing is getting rid of some of its so-called dirty assets. The sale of its share of two coal mines in Queensland is part of that effort. It wants to pivot towards future-facing commodities with a lower carbon footprint. BHP said the sales were about recognising that it only wanted to operate mines producing top quality coal. Even more interesting are media reports around boss Mike Henry's commentary. He said governments around the world are touting for investment in their countries, particularly in green energy minerals. Given BHP is the biggest miner in the world, Henry's dance card with national leaders is pretty full. Governments are providing big incentives. We've seen that in the US with the Inflation Reduction Act, but it's also happening in Canada. It's happening in Asian nations, Henry said. The inference in all this is that the Australian government needs to offer incentives as well. Sean, on to story number two, and the minutes of the Reserve Bank February board meeting from two weeks ago show that there was never a chance of rates remaining on hold, and in fact, a 50 basis point increase was actually discussed. Yes, in the end, we got a 25 basis point increase and commentary that suggests another couple of rate rises are in the offing. So much for the pause that many market watchers thought was likely. The minutes say that recent data suggests more breadth and persistence in inflation than had been expected, and strong demand was leading to price increases in some parts of the economy. Now, while inflation is expected to fall, there's a risk that it could persist at uncomfortably high levels, and that would have long-term consequences. What we've heard from Governor Philip Lowe since the board meeting is that persistently high inflation would have much worse long-term consequences, things like a recession and an unemployment rate of 9%. So higher rates are still needed. All right. Story number three, supermarket giant Coles will get a female CEO. Now, this is the first female CEO in Coles' 100-year history. Yes. Given that I would imagine that females make up at least 50% of shoppers at supermarkets, it is pretty incredible, really. Leah Weckett will take the top job on 1 May, replacing Stephen Kane, who will retire. Ms. Weckett has worked across the business since 2011. Pretty good resume. She's been Chief Financial Officer, Head of People and Culture, State General Manager of the Victorian Supermarkets. Most recently, she's been Acting Head of Commercial and Express. The Adelaide native has a background in engineering, science and business and spent the early part of her career at consulting firm McKinsey & Co., now, the appointment came as Coles posted an 11% jump in its bottom line, underpinned by its supermarkets, where higher price goods are boosting sales. The group upped its interim dividend. Coles said prices of fresh food and dry goods continue to rise, putting more pressure on households. The good news is that supply cost inflation looks to have peaked. 
Story number four, Sean, may not come as a surprise to anyone who has kids and has recently tried to buy a house near a primary school. Yes, houses within public school catchment areas have vastly outperformed their respective suburbs in the past year, with values rising 10 times faster in some cases, according to Domain's School Zone report. Buyers are willing to pay a premium to make sure their kids attend sought-after schools. Now, the report lists a number of growth zones, with the area around Artarman Public on Sydney's North Shore experiencing the strongest growth, up nearly 44%. Incredible. Highest in Melbourne was the area around Alphington Primary, where median house price growth last year was 28%. In Brisbane, it was the area around Walloon State in Adelaide, around Kurara Public in Morfordville, and in Western Australia, around Devalia Primary, which is in Duncraig. And final story, number five, Sean, the story of how Joe Biden, the US president, snuck into Ukraine to meet Volodymyr Zelensky is straight from a spy novel, isn't it? It's pretty good. The presidential motorcade left the White House about 3.30am local time. He didn't take Air Force One. Instead, it was a smaller modified Boeing 757. He landed in Poland, then took an overnight train to downtown Kiev, a 20-hour journey. Videos on social media show Biden walking with Zelensky in Kiev's St. Michael's Square as the air raid sirens blare in the background. The US president laid a wreath at a memorial to fallen Ukrainian soldiers. He got there at 8am. By 1pm, just five hours later, he jumped on a train and was heading back to Poland. That's the first time in modern history a US leader has visited a war zone apart from militarised areas. The only global leader to know about it was Moscow's Vladimir Putin. There you go. All right, there we go. The top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Wednesday, the 22nd of February, 2023. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. And if five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed, wherever you listen to podcasts. And also don't forget to check out our other podcast, How Do They Afford That? New episodes out every Wednesday. Today's new episode is all about financial resilience, basically how to keep going when you just take financial hit after hit. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Have a great day. Hold up. 